we encourage travel, whether it's personal or professional. And living abroad just is very mind-opening and I can only tell from my own experience that I learned a lot living in different cultures and different countries. Hello and welcome back to Corvinus Business Intelligence. Today we'll be continuing our discussion about the hospitality industry in general and in Hungary and Marriott's role in this industry. And today we're just thrilled to have with us to further discuss these and related topics Arne Klein, multi-property general manager of Marriott Hungary. We're delighted to be speaking to you today from the absolutely stunning presidential suite of the Budapest Marriott Hotel, where we are taping this broadcast. My name is Theodore Boone, and I am a member of the faculty of Corvinus University's School of Business in Budapest, Hungary, and my co-host for today's program, which I am also delighted to have uh, with us, is Adam Herzeg, a student in our business school. As we begin today's episode, I would like to thank our two wonderful sponsors and distributors, the Budapest Business Journal, and second, unilife.hu, unilife.hu. Arne, welcome back to our podcast. Thanks, Ted. Uh, Arne, since we were sitting here and taping from the presidential suite of the Budapest Marriott Hotel, maybe you could tell us a little bit about this suite and some of the furnishings in it and its history and anything else that would be of interest, and I'm sure there are many things. Of course, we were happy to renovate the presidential suite last year in 2020, despite the pandemic. We were actually very proud to make this the new presidential. It has a long-standing history since the hotel opened 51 years ago. And illustrious guests such as uh, Freddie Mercury stayed here for a very long period, as well as Elizabeth Taylor celebrated her 40th birthday in the city and the Rockefeller stayed here. So even before Marriott, it was a famous spot in the city. As the presidential suit has its very own unique design and also the hotel has its very own uniqueness. Do you think that the vision and running a Marriott Hotel in general, like, do you believe that it has something to do with arts or being into arts, these creative energies coming in? Well, we would like to localize our hotels a little bit more. I remember in the past we used to have the Rocky Mountains in our hotel guest rooms wherever you went and um, it didn't really look like a, it looked like a Marriott hotel maybe, but it didn't really resemble the local community. With the renovation here, we took advantage of that and we only have local artists displayed in the hotel. So the presidential suite was mainly done by a gentleman called Petka, who did fabulous canvas work. As well as in the lobby, we have great artworks of Janos Husti, who did uh, the majority of the oil paintings downstairs. Yeah, it's interesting. My experience when you go to a Marriott in terms of quality of service and, and attention to detail, both very, very high. Those are expectations that are great to have, I would assume you'd say, as a commonality, whatever Marriott you're in. But the distinctions to make it local, to give it that local integration makes a lot of sense as well. So when you're working with a interior designer on, on a renovation, whether it's the presidential suite or somewhere else in the hotel, how do you approach that as, as a general matter? Well, usually we work with the interior design studio and our global design team within corporate. 
Uh, we have our own division that is called Global Design and uh, they mainly assist us in the interior design together with the interior designers. There's something called CDR, it's a corporate design review where the senior leaders of our company approve guest room design for renovation projects in our hotels. Because we would like to be in Marriott, we would like to have interior that is Marriott modern, we call it, and we do not want to look like a W or a Ritz-Carlton, for example. Well, in, in terms of this presidential suite, I can say in addition to very engaging interior, the wonderful and substantially sized balcony, I may say, with its amazing view of the Buddha Hills and the Danube, got to be a popular spot regardless of time of the year. But of course, when here in Budapest, the fireworks are, are uh, shot off over the top of the Danube and the Buddha Hills, I can imagine it's a particularly popular location. Um, Very magical. <laughs> How do you handle stress and burnout? Because you must have a lot of these impulses coming in lots of stress and how do you manage to stay on top of these situations easy and not easy to answer i usually forget to eat when i'm stressed that's um, a symptom that i have i'm not able to to eat that happened already at school that before an exam i was not able to eat anything where your parents try to to squeeze the breakfast in you that's uh, still my challenge today i never experience something like a burnout i believe it is important for me to know that I have someone to go to, to talk about my maybe work frustrations or challenges that I face, opportunities we have. And that's, that's my wife and close friends and making sure that I have a certain amount of exercise in order to evacuate whatever would bother me. So what, what do you do for exercise? I, I like to go running. I have two favorite spots. One is from the hotel. I pick up a friend of mine who works close to the parliament. And then we go towards the Margaret Island, run around the island and come back. Because that's usually 11 and a half K. One of the things that, some of the things maybe you've learned and if you had known 20 years ago, you might have done differently or maybe not. But um, that would be very interesting to hear. I always ask myself the question, what would I do differently? Um, and I always ask friends and family on certain things, if how they would have reacted. I think this is also how, how you learn and right. how to how you evolve. At that time, I would never turn the wheel back and say, oh, you know, I should have done that or I should have done this. If you really would like to learn something, it's, it's never really too late. I, I learned skiing when I was 42 years old, so... I wanted to learn it and I think it's a it's a fabulous uh, sport that you have with your family together and the time that you spent. So I made sure that I learned it. I, I would really not turn the time back. You were talking about having somebody or more than one people to go to uh, to talk about things. What about kind of within the Marriott setting, say at this hotel? Do you have any kind of mentor program or something like that? So if somebody wants to talk to somebody about something work-related, but let's say they don't want to talk to the person they directly report to, how do you set that up? Mm -hmm. Or is it informal? It is very much informal. We have, we all have a certain amount of, of mentors and mentees. Being a mentor or mentee is, is based on trust. And that trust comes over the time that you work together and you exchange, therefore. I have colleagues who, who work in Belgrade who who call on a, on a question they may have and 
of challenges they face and then we basically have a discussion about that. So you stated that your career started as a summer job back in the day and uh, do you have internships at Marriott and if so like what characteristics are you looking for in candidates for entry-level positions? Uh, yes, we do have internships and we live off the flavor of students at the hotel. We have 15 students currently and we have them in, in a variety of, of different disciplines, whether it's sales and marketing, finance, event management, but also operations. Plus, uh, we have a university graduate program. It's called Voyage. And we currently have a Voyage host with us in food and beverage, in the food and beverage discipline. He started in a supervisory position, not as a line staff, but in a supervisory position. And after graduating within that voyage program, which is led by someone above property, we guarantee a management position within Marriott. Not necessarily within the market, but within the company. If somebody's uh, been here for a few years and is has, has risen into a certain level of kind of management type responsibilities. I'm kind of thinking about you as an example in a way in terms of your career and they decide that they would like to stay with Marriott but work in another country. How would that work? Is that a possibility? We have a global network. Um, our jobs are posted globally also on an online platform. Um, we encourage travel, uh, whether it's personal or, or professional. And living abroad just is very mind-opening and I can only tell from my own experience that I learned a lot living in different cultures and different countries, finding your way. And it's great being a German, uh, looking at the German uh, organized system, but it's uh, definitely not driving innovations at one point, especially for our industry. So in order to stay innovative, uh, it is also important to see what's, what's beyond the rim of your own plate. How would you describe yourself as a leader? So what type of a leader are you? How do you treat your employees and keep them motivated? And what do you expect from them? I always say that I'm very easygoing. <laughs> the question is, do your employees think that? <laughs> as mentioned, mindful listening is extremely important. And I'm a, I'm a very humble leader. I, I don't really take myself too important. And I think that's important for the rest of the team members as well. I heard recently of this term called servant leadership, where the leaders actually view themselves as serving the people that quote unquote work for them to help make them better people and do their job better, which is a very interesting concept. And it sounds a little bit similar to your approach on, on things. Would you say that? Yeah, absolutely. I think the title ensures that whenever I carry a plate, someone wants to take it off me immediately. But I'm as similar as it can get to a housekeeper. And probably the housekeeper for us is more important than, than me as a GM. Maybe leaving COVID aside for a second, because that's been so difficult for, for everybody. If you can remember the time before COVID, I, I still can, fortunately. At that time, what would you view as the, the greatest challenges in your work? And perhaps we could focus a little bit more, maybe not on the personnel side, because if there, sometimes that can be particularly difficult, as, as we all know, if things don't go well with, for whatever reason with, with somebody. So leaving aside personnel and leaving aside COVID, 
what would you describe as the biggest challenges for you in, in your work? Well, COVID learned us actually to become more innovative and uh, mm -hmm. to drive innovations faster than we than we would from a company perspective. Yeah. Uh, we had to react faster to the market, so that that actually helped us. And before it took longer time to to drive innovations. What you will not learn, and I think that's one of the greatest challenges, since we do not own our hotels, and we have for every single property we have our own owners. You can learn a lot at university about finance and business acumen. You will not learn owner relations. And it is extremely important. That's one of the cornerstones of our business as well. Not only to have communication up to a corporate level within Marriott, but also to our owners. We have monthly meetings, I have weekly calls. We have all different kinds of personalities and cultures also owning our properties. So it's extremely, extremely important that you have experience in owner relations. Leading a hotel must come with a lot, lots of ups and downs. So what was your biggest failure in working with Marriott and uh, what did you learn from it? I would not call it a failure. There are certain occasions where something happens that is basically out of your control. And you learn with it and you live with it. It's a learning cycle also. Interesting for us back then in one of my Paris hotels where the hotel established because everything is very much unionized. It was a new hotel that did not have a union, but staff formed themselves into a workman council. And to deal within France, in, in French, with the legislative works on this workman council was, was extremely challenging. And maybe it's because I, I view myself as I think you are as a very positive person. We talked about challenges. Maybe we can just talk about, or you could tell us, what, looking back over the recent number of years, would be the thing that you're actually most proud of, of your work so far, um, your, your career so far? I'm very proud of the fact that I actually worked in some of the HALO projects that we have in Europe. I worked in Istanbul, we lived in Paris for four years, we are now three and a half years here in Budapest, and we are extremely fortunate to discover those parts of the world a little bit longer than just a weekend or a week vacation. I can totally relate to that. I think living in a country other than the country where you grew up is an amazing experience. And as wonderful it is to visit someplace for a short period of time, living in a country is, is a completely different experience. I'm sure many of you are familiar with Marcel Proust, the French author, who designed a what's called a personality test, a personality quiz, which is said to help you get to know the real person. And we are going to be asking Arnie Klein a few questions along these lines. Arnie, are you ready for the Marshall Proust-inspired questionnaire? Ready. Okay. The first question is, what is the quality you most like in a person? Honesty. What is your greatest extravagance? Uh, buying art in every destination we live. How do you keep yourself motivated? On and off time. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Becoming a GM in, when I was 29. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? I would actually have hair looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> See, 
I'm a bit hair uh, lacking myself, so I can say maybe this is good. This is a po- podcast, if that is a, a concern. What is your most treasured possession? I, I don't have one. What, not who, is the greatest love of your life? My new uh, running sneakers. If you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, what would it be? I would come back as a doorman for a, at a hotel. Uh, what do you most value in your friends? That we are very far away from each other, but still very close. Who are your favorite writers? Mainly Scandinavian uh, crime writers. And who is your hero of fiction? Spider-Man. You're not alone. Which historical figure do you most identify with? There are also many. It's it's difficult to answer. From a company perspective, I would say I really enjoyed being led by Arne Sorensen, who passed away last year. What is your greatest regret? Uh, that I did not go to university. If you were to live somewhere else than where you are currently living, that is Budapest, Hungary, where would you most like to live? Norway. What is your motto? More. Which living person do you most admire? My wife. What is the trait you most deplore in others? Dishonesty. Mm-hmm. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? I changed over the years because I was told to be more polite. So. <laughs> I uh, I would say fabulous is one of my favorite words nowadays. It's fabulous. What is your idea of perfect happiness? I am perfectly happy. Just be yourself. That's wonderful. And I do think these questions uh, help to get to know uh, you, Arnie Klein, uh, multiple property general manager of Marriott Hungary, uh, a bit better. And when combined with our prior three podcasts, that we did together uh, from the beautiful presidential suite of the Budapest Marriott Hotel. I think we got to know you, Marriott, Marriott Hungary, and the hospitality industry much better, and we appreciate it really, really so much. We leave you today with these words of Benjamin Franklin, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest.